We're back to the Neil Haley Show. My guest today, again, is Steve Wright, former Raider, Cowboy, Survivor, and best-selling author of Aggressively Human. How are you, Steve? And, you know, our talk, like today, we're going to talk about our locker room stories. So I'm just going to go and say, oh, my goodness. I remember the days in the professional wrestling locker rooms, some of the stories that could have happened or more of the chaos, especially when promoters wouldn't pay us. FYI, they didn't have the money for us at certain times and the chaos that would occur in the locker room. One time, one wrestler came in just so absolutely gone, blasted even before the show started, who's one of the big superstars and uh, all these different things. So I can imagine the locker room stories in pro football, especially the time you played. I, I like the way you, you don't give that person's name and, and nor do I like to give a lot of names either, but it's a, it's a, a coveted place for just the players. Um, it's brutal in there. Uh, you've got to have leather skin. Um, no coaches or front office people really wander through there. Uh, they come in there with an intent to pull a receiver out and to go talk to him or something, but nobody sticks around in there. It's just for us. We have our lunch in there and just BS about everything. And, but it's, a uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy place. We've had strippers in there trying to do a uh, uh, happy birthdays to somebody and no one really pays attention. Everybody's just going about their business. They've seen naked girls before. They're in their in their space and they don't want anybody in their space, even a naked girl. So it's uh, it's unique. One of, uh, one of uh, our wide receivers who will again go, go unnamed uh, was traded to the Raiders uh, with kind of a, a little bit of a shaky background of a recent arrest and why he was traded to the Raiders. And he shows up and there's bars that are done with tape across his locker with his name and his uh, and his prisoner number. And this he didn't know anybody on the team. And he shows up like this. And I was like, oh man, that is just brutal. He's coming here and, and just instantly walks into a beehive of just shit giving. Yeah, so it's a it, it's great spot though. So let's think about when you talk about uh, being an offensive lineman in a locker room, you guys don't talk as much as the rest of the players, right? In the locker room, you're more keeping they, yourself. They, they, they kind of separate the, the defensive backs are over on one corner, wide receiver, quarterbacks all kind of hang out there. So you, you, you actually do. You, you, you're, I'm, I was down in a corner with the offense and defensive linemen. So we're all kind of hanging out there together, but uh, kind of had our crew – um, sitting there next to Howie and uh, Bill Bacallan and uh, Bob Golick and, yeah, a few of the linemen. Uh, a lot of guys kind of just take their lunch and they go out someplace else. But, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just it's a great spot just to sit to get to know each other a little more um, and just uh, give a lot of shit to each other. You give it and you got to take it. That's the lock, the locker room for sure. And was a, a difference between a college locker room and an NFL locker room? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, you're men, you're men now and dealing with more manly things and family things and life-changing things and really, spell, you know, spilling out your, your troubles. And, uh, and you've got your, your four, five, six buddies all sitting there listening to you. Um, yeah. And, you know, and, and the music's cranking in there. We can barely hear each other, but good music. And then as we started getting older, I remember sitting around there 
and the younger guys had kind of taken over the music and now this really crazy rap music was coming on and we're sitting there going like well, we're getting old you know it's uh yeah, it's 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 a great place to bond with the offense and defense alignment. You know, you just uh, you, it's you're leaving all that football stuff on the field. Now you're together, and it's just you know a great bonding place. So let's talk why coaches. I wouldn't have thought this, especially they don't come in the locker room a lot. So they only come when they're give like giving a pep talk. Where do they hang out? No, no, there's there's no pep talks. So, you know, you, you do that in the game locker room, but in a, in a practice where you spend 90% of your time, it's uh, the, the coaches aren't in there. The coaches are off doing their thing. We're doing our thing. There is no press in there. Um, and even the trainers stay out of there. The trainers have the attached training room that if you, you got to go with your ankles taped or an injury or something, but other than that, you know, you might see a front office person coming in with a with a game ball that he needs Bo Jackson or Howie or somebody to sign for them. Um, but otherwise, man, they keep their head down and keep moving. It's just they honor they honor our space, and uh, it's it's a beautiful place to kind of hide out if you ever want to get away from the press or anybody else. The coaches might stop in and pull one player out or something if he needs to talk to him about something or other. But otherwise, they're not. They're going to take their time strolling through there. So it's it's coveted, man. It's a it's a beautiful place to be, and that's actually what a lot of players miss when that when their 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 time is up and they're retiring or being cut or traded. You miss the camaraderie of all the boys just hanging out together, not on the field. Because you're out there doing business, you're beating each other up, but in there, it's just like you're bonding. So let's talk. Uh, this is really interesting when you talk about the locker room and stuff. What's the difference between a, a game locker room and a practice locker room? A practice locker room is where you're just kind of hanging out, everyday stuff going on. When you get into a, a game locker room, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's it's serious. Guys aren't joking around. Um, you know, unless, uh, you know, one of the leaders would would do something like I've written about quite a bit in my book, um, you know, with music or we had one of our players and in, in, uh, before a game, um, the mood was a little funky and it wasn't really happening and everything was quiet. He jumped up. We had music jamming. We listened to old funk, you know, from the 70s. And one of our linebackers, who was a team leader and captain, he jumps up on the table, buck naked, grabs his unit and starts swinging it around and dancing buck naked in the middle of the locker room on this table before a game. I've never seen anything like it. And our head coach, Art Shell, walked in behind him and everybody went, oh, shit, you know, damn, you know, this is going to get ugly. And Art just bent over laughing. The player jumped off the table and we got back to taping our, our hands and putting our stuff on. No one said a thing, but the whole mood of everybody was was raised up to where we were all kind of one together and you could just feel the electricity. And we went out and all had a great game. I, I know we won that game because I remember coming back from the, uh, the, the wherever we were playing and we were just partying on the plane. It was uh, it was so out of character. You would never see this on the Dallas Cowboys where I started, or the Colts, or really any other locker room. It's just uh, the Raiders being the Raiders. Talk about Al Davis, right? Al Davis led to the, the led by Al. Now, what do you think at times that you you really wanted to get out of the locker room? 
uh, in practice after losing a game the week of having practice would that be one where you're like i don't really want to be in that locker room or i really want to get home yeah yeah you know and here you just brought up al davis i never once in my seven years saw al davis in the locker room you know that's how covered a space and he respected it um he would hang out in the equipment room or something but yeah it's just uh i think to answer your question is yeah it's you know it's, it's no fun losing so we you know at the at the end of at the end of a game, you just you're bolting out of there. You kind of just want to get away from everybody. But it's, it's kind of the same with with the practice field as well. If you've had a rough week, uh, you know, in in a game, it's going to be a pretty rough week in practice too. And so the mood is tempered a little bit in there. There's not as much jacking around. But if you're on a winning streak, it's just there. There is no. There, you take all the seatbelts off, and um, craziness happens in there. <laughs> And I understand the kind of craziness could could happen in there uh, for sure. And uh, did you build some friendships in the locker room? Oh my lord, yeah, yeah, friendships. And then you know, so there's plenty of guys that you know you didn't really care for that you didn't really talk to, but you were you were brothers on the field. Um, yeah, it's, you know, just really build bonds up. You know, it's, you know, make plans to go you know out with them and their wife or something for dinner and. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, just really connected with, you know, Howie and, and probably half a dozen other guys. Yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, it's just bonds are made for, you know, life. I was just texting with Howie this morning uh, on another deal. It's, uh, yeah, just, it's it's beautiful, you know, hanging on to a few of those friendships. There's so many, and we're all moving into different areas of our life that it's, uh it's kind of easy to let go. And, you know, you'll connect at like our Raider reunion once a year. But yeah, thinking about Howie Long, that's weird to develop a friendship, defense, and offense, right? Yeah, well, we would practice against each other all day too. So I mean, yeah, but you're hitting each other. How did you become friends? That, that's kind of interesting because I remember I played one year of football in high school before I decided I'm going to just play basketball. Then after that, pro wrestling. I mean, if I knew I put that size on, I should have played football. But when you're hitting every day, how did you build a friendship? Because a lot of times in practice. It's yeah, it it, it takes it takes practice out on the field to where you you I try to like on Wednesdays was offensive days. So how he's giving me the best look he can, he's exploding into me, but it's just a couple of steps to get position, get your head in the right place, get your feet and, and body in the right spot. And then just let and you let down real if you go from you know high level down to just you know, just getting in position for the cameras and everything else that's watching us. So, and then Thursdays was defensive day, so I'd give him the best shot too. And yeah, you're banging into each other, but there's just a lot of respect on, on how to give him the best picture without beating him or pushing him too far. Um, and so you just build up that, you know, that it's a, it's a, it becomes a really strong bond because you, know, you go against other guys and they'll push you too hard and a fight inevitably breaks out. Um, and then so that, you know, you, you have a few of those and you're, yeah, you're still going to be teammates and, die for each other during a game but it's just uh it puts a lot of friction in just in and you know who you guys are with each other on the field and in the practice they're in the uh, locker room so did you hit off quickly with howie and that, that I relationship I, I i did yeah um yeah you know you you kind of have to but it's uh it's uh yeah, it was just uh, we were just on this on the on the same path and and both working hard and hustling and um, wanting to be, you know, professionals and not jack around. We're there. To, we're there to win. We're there to get better. Um, let's make each other better. Um, 
And I certainly didn't want to be in a fight with him. I watched him just absolutely dismember another guy in practice. One of my team, one of my offensive linemen hit him under the jaw and knocked him out cold and shot his teeth through his under his, his lip and knocked his helmet off. And I was like, okay, I'm not going there. I'm going to back off when I need to back off. He was, he was a beast. And, uh, it was uh, it was good to have the beast on your side. Did you ever do you ever miss the locker room? No, 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 not at all. Um, I I think one of the things that really kept me sane was getting away from it all. Um, I'd get through with practice, and I was out the door. I had other friends. Um, say with the with the Raiders, I just go down to my house and on the beach. I, I'm living on the beach and had a whole nother set of friends and we wouldn't talk about football. I was able to just leave it behind. It was great being there and I was there 100%. But when practice was over, I was out the door and, and uh, just getting away from it all. Where a lot of, a lot of players, I I'd understand I'd hear later that, you know, six of the linemen went boogie boarding or something and love them all and everything. But that's just not something I, I really care to do because you're, you know, eating and traveling and sleeping and, showering and practicing and hanging out for you know eight hours a day together i just i needed a break and how'd you make those friends especially with the travel and all that stuff that you had friends in your hometown in the homes yeah uh, just a couple of guys from my uh, university university of northern iowa had come out a named dave gensler was my best friend um while i was playing for the raiders and he kind of always has been he was a, a teammate in college and he moved out and had a great job and had a ton of friends out here. And so he kind of got me into his fold of buddies and all down on the beach. And he, I lived just a couple houses away. So, and he and his wife were always barbecuing something. So stop over their house, have a couple of beers and have, you know, a fat steak or something that they're cooking and you're sitting right on the, on the beach. So it was just good living that it was just a great place to kind of let the machoism off and, and just sit there and, and bond with you know, my buddy and all his new friends that were now my buddies. And yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful escape. All right. The best place to go is writeauthor.com to purchase the book. Uh, you're getting lots of feedback, great reviews, right, Steve? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I understand that Amazon keeps running out of books. I think they've run out of book. I was just at a, a book signing in Greenville, South Carolina, uh, with the old Eagles coach and Rams coach, uh, Hall of Fame coach Dick Vermeil. Um, he was there selling his wine, and my buddy picked up a hundred of my books. and He was planning to pick up a hundred, but he was only allowed to get sixty. I guess they they ran out again. I mean, I've heard that a couple times, but. Um, so a great, a different way to go is, is the audible that I recorded, um, had a lot of fun doing that. So, um, yeah, especially the story, you're such a storyteller and you're narrating it yourself. That's what the powerful part about it. You get to hear you read. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was, I just recommend you listen to it about a little faster than normal speed, like one, three to one, five. And it sounds like I'm talking now, just to enunciate 80,000 words was, uh, was was challenging. It took, I think it's a seven and a half hour listen, and it took me seven, four hour sessions to get the whole thing down and edited and cleaned up. And But it was a lot of fun, and I'm super proud of it. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Steve. Look forward to chatting again. All right, Neil. Thank you. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. 